0: Games Workshop's basement, hosted by John Cardell, Danny McDevitt, Val Heffelfinger, I'm Dickie, and it's Grim After Dark.
1: Welcome to Grim After Dark, Warhammer 40,000's only late night show for some reason. My name is John, and I'm here to misinform and entertain as we talk about the goings-on over the last week in the world of Warhammer. This week, we talk about the stale state of 40k streaming... We look at some homemade greatness. We're going to go around the net, and we have a special stream-themed eBay prices right. Attendancy at every word in that. Uh, but before we go on, if you enjoy what you see or what you're listening to, you can support us by liking or subscribing wherever it will let you. You're able to throw a couple dollars our way by becoming a member on YouTube, or even commenting the answer to this question below. What do you want from a Warhammer stream? But before we can get started, let's meet the team. First up, he's a co-host for the Comos He's our competitive champion All the way from Moscow, Idaho Is Danny McDevitt? Idaho? I know, what I said the right heck? this time uh, He's yeah. the beautiful face of everything square-based uh, He is a cease and desist of my heart He's a fantasy enthusiast <laughs> And a casual 40k enjoyer
2: Is Valerie Uh That was our only joke, John And you oh, can cut it Idaho Say <laughs> it, Frenchie m-
1: and then finally, he's the man behind the curtain. He puts the couch in Kunida. It's superstar producer, Tech priest Dockey. Uh, mm, hello. See, I, I mispronounced more words to make up from the fact that I obviously completely on purpose uh, pronounced the, the Moscow-Idaho completely correctly for mm-hmm. the first time ever.
3: I, I, you know i appreciate that john i view it as a mark of respect and i think that this is going
1: to improve our relationship oh fuck well all the way from moscow idaho how are you doing danny What's how has your week been <laughs> john the week has
3: been great um i've been uh soaking in uh some glorious 40k news i uh, just i wish i could talk about it but i can't um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah Ooh. I'm ready for the next couple of weeks to roll by here.
1: Oh, yeah, it's all about as I'm screwing <laughs> <to say>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally breaking news. Literally uh, breaking news Bad. Oh wow <laughs> Don't like, look at the behind the curtain
3: bed <laughs> Do not look behind <laughs> the bug bed
1: Do not <laughs> look
2: behind the bug bed
1: Man if anyone watched this we would be in great amount of trouble, <laughs> thankfully. Thankfully no one did uh, But yeah, uh, very exciting Some great 40k stuff coming Obviously you're talking about uh, Seth Oster uh, mm. And things you can't talk about him Because they will come out in the public very soon <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, 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 Some assistant news Val, um, how is everything On the eastern seaboard Ah
2: oh, man, down here in the Also not contiguous United States, because it's Canada Uh Yep. things are good things have been really wonderful I had a nice little drive and chat with with uh tech priest Dickie this afternoon or uncle Rich as I like as he is in my phone yeah um yeah I guess it could be uncle dick that'd be kind of funnier but anywho it's been good we get we're getting weekly old world updates um the uh the spin-off uh success of square based has been has been wonderful um and we're gonna record another show tomorrow so life is good over here
1: Exciting! in two weeks away from the square
2: base GT. That's right. Thank you, John. I appreciate oh. you identifying it as GT. Although we have dropped below GT numbers. We're, oh, down, no. to, we're down to 30. Oh, what's happened? We're down at oh, th- no. just people. You know, things happen. People, people, people yeah. uh, are unable to commit. Oddly, feel- no one from the actual Welland area is coming. And I keep, and, and like every time I post in their discord, I just, they literally do not respond. They just continue on as if it wasn't posted. So I don't know. Maybe we're not so popular amongst the locals. I think maybe could this could
1: be like a preview of how old world will be received by the uh, the fan base. What do you mean by that, John? Of, months of excitement, build up. Everyone's like, "Yeah, it's coming back. I'm really excited for it." But then when it comes to the actual event, um, everyone just doesn't bother. Not a fucking chance.
3: <laughs> Unbelievable! I can't believe you don't have more faith in this game, John. No
1: shot. I have all the faith, uh, and I also well. I'm just gonna have weird lines above my head. It's fine. Uh, if I touch anything, the desk yeah. will fall apart. But, John, you've already
3: breached the walls of reality <laughs> once tonight. Like, just let's just
1: <laughs> now. People know them. that I'm not actually slouched in a chair in a warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, man,
2: I, I have tremendous, I have tremendous confidence in the old world. I think uh, those who uh, like that kind of thing are going to like this a lot, a lot.
1: That's fair. That's a good. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a big hit in the USA because I, I want a plastic steam
2: tank. I know I'm not going to get it. Or I guess a new plastic steam tank. Um, you can you have that right now. It's available on the web, web store. If that, yeah. if the web store is available, I mean, that's probably the bigger uh, problem with getting well, a steam tank. <laughs> I made the joke, the the fun thing, I went on
1: Friday night. I had a sudden urge to buy a whole bunch of Ophidian Destroyers for no real reason. Oh, yeah. Um, But when I went onto GW's website, I had to go in a queuing system uh, on a Friday night at 7 p.m. Interesting. Uh, Which I was like, well, this is obviously peak time. (laughs) 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 And that's why we have pre-order windows now, I'm guessing. That's okay. Uh,
2: You're going to need four for the old world.
1: (laughs) <laughs> this week's comment of the week brought to you by our friends at Frontline Gaming uh, they're guys. open 24-7 at FrontlineGaming.org and all of your Games Workshop products is available at a discounted price or better yet through their secondhand store and watch out this week they have a Black Friday sale I'm sure we have a referral code we never use it uh, but in the comments section, nor, just nor does everyone them. else No, uh, <laughs> if you want to just email Frontline and just say nice things about uh, me uh, then just confuse people yeah this week, uh, Nick Dorch, superstar producer of yeah. uh, Signals from the Frontline.
3: Great guy. Uh-huh. Great, great guy. guy. Uh, great guy. Friend of the show. Great
1: guy. guy. Settled with terrible hosts, uh, but that's okay. Uh, it,
3: look, you know, <laughs> you, you can fault
1: a man a little bit for
3: the company that he
1: keeps, but yep. not entirely. No, no, that's fair. He makes Seth look good. Can you imagine how, well, Dickie, you know how difficult that task is. Oh, God. Dickie
2: Dickie handed that show off like a bag of flaming poop on a doorstep. That's how how Nick Torch received that one.
3: (laughs) I
0: trained. I gave some training. I was I was like
2: Ding-dong. Yeah, did you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh he came in saying if this is the most meta Warhammer show, which I think we talked about last week how we make jokes to make each other laugh and maybe mm-hmm. three people mm-hmm. who are part of like four levels of secret communities would understand. Uh, <laughs> why isn't this called Meta Chasers?
2: Cuz that's a terrible name.
1: He is oh. referring he- he is referring to the <laughs> show that was originally called State of Play, but then changed to the Thursday Show, but then changed to Meta Chasers.
2: It was actually never um, called State of Play because uh, in, they decided the Thursday Show was 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 the better name. So no, it was never mm-hmm. State of Play. Because if it was called State wow. of Play, then Lawrence from Tabletop Tactics, the very successful YouTube guy, wouldn't have been able to name his show State of Play. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whose idea run. was
1: the the Fraser theme?
2: Uh, where did the Fraser theme come from?
0: That me or you? I think we we're just brainstorming it me? one day. I think we we're brainstorming me? one day.
2: I I think you that was a Dicky thing for sure because yeah. I remember him wanting, I think it had something to do with how the, the design for their uh the head outlines came, yeah. And then and then he found some knockoff version of the Fraser theme that was oh. per, it's a perfect knockoff because it sounds like it.
3: a Fraser t shirt tonight, yeah. Whoa, yeah, look at that.
1: Yeah. That, now that's that meta. I think my favorite uh, ongoing joke, Danny will tell you, my favorite jokes are ones that aren't funny, um, but yeah. are made funny through repetition. Straight uh, And My favorite one was talking about uh, Fraser and just placing him and Niles in different movies. And I would just say, uh, like, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> so like, and you can see Danny now, like, this isn't funny when I'm like, well, imagine Fast Five. Uh, but instead of Dominic Toretto, it's okay. Niles Crane from the television show Frasier. <laughs> and then instead of Luke Hobbs, it's uh, Martin Crane from the TV show Frasier. Yeah. Well, and then instead it- of Letty, Letty, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Frasier Crane from the TV show Frasier.
2: Considering oh Kelsey Grammer God. is a coked-up lunatic, or at least he was in his younger years, um, he yeah. would probably fit right in in a Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, doesn't he have but- like ten kids? Just, I don't know. just imagine that terrible joke,
1: but repeated daily. Uh oh God, for dude. brought up whenever possible. Uh for what would you say about four months, five months? It was a dude, long time. It was oh, I, it almost killed me once. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasn't it the when I said it was the Empire Strikes Back and Frazier yeah. was Chewbacca? Yeah. yeah. Right. There we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. moving on we have one more comment of the week section oh. coming in after i beautifully asked people to stop commenting uh on the terminator video which just caused more people to comment on the terminator video uh we have uh mr chad sex ting five days in a row of commenting until we <laughs> release grim after dark branded wheeling tools nice. and the, the ross geller pivot yell mm-hmm. um These non-contigs need to be stopped. One out of five would watch again, and I will say we're only 75% non-contig. Danny is very ticked. Fully ticked out these days. (laughs) And then I'm only commenting because I love hearing you guys talk about this on the podcast. Uh, (laughs) The best reason. And then, see, Dickie, you said it wouldn't work to get interaction hits in there, but there we go. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Great. Turns out it does work um, I don't have anything else for an intro Guys is there anything else that you guys want to talk about Or we move straight on to something Interesting
3: Yeah I mean that's uh, a bold uh, claim But yeah. uh, I guess, uh, I'll be honest with you I'm yeah. fucking tired Of talking about 40k right now can we talk about Some old world shit there's a I lot mean, of stuff That just came out today and i am dying to Talk about it we I've have literally Nothing prepared for old world <laughs> What
1: Yeah, that's what Dickie did. Yeah, boy. (laughs) So Old World, apparently every Monday, uh, about a day after I finish writing this show, we're going to get an Old World update. That's right. Uh,
2: That's why Squared Base base records on on Tuesdays
3: now. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense so we're uh, scooping you is that what is that what yeah re-
1: i'm
2: scooping my own show that's okay. Let's, okay
1: let's get a preview of what's going to go on in square base tomorrow <laughs> uh, <laughs> i hear i hear rob's got like a real uh cool ability of uh sending out cease and desist so we'll be fine <laughs> um <laughs> Danny val what's going on what in draw. world? yeah so they talked about the shooting phase today
2: sure uh, did
3: which is real cool mm-hmm. um yeah, uh, a lot of similarities to previous editions, uh, yep. but some new, some new interesting things. Like, uh, you can't, sh- you can only shoot from the front rank unless you have volley fire, and then you can shoot from the second rank too, which is pretty cool.
2: Um, or if you're on a hill.
3: Makes- yeah, we're on a hill, which which mm-hmm. was which was a rule for a long time too. Indeed, um, I had a bunch of like one man wide ten t- or you know one man deep ten wide uh, trays for handgunners and crosswomen and stuff like that for when I couldn't deploy them on hills. Uh huh. So. Um uh I liked uh some of the rules like we had some trade over here. Yep. John keep studying that, buddy. You're gonna need
1: you're gonna I'm need gonna, need I'm, gonna to I'm gonna learn how to play Empire real good. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. That's the right book for it. That's right.
3: <laughs> Just
1: short nice cities, right?
3: Oh dear. Yep. Yep.
2: AP uh, value. So- that's that's a that's an interesting thing, I thought. Uh yeah. Before for sure. AP like uh you know, AP was based on the strength of the of the weapon or the attack, and now they have uh, discrete AP values. That's a that's an innovation lifted from other game systems, which is cool.
3: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that affects close combat attacks and dealing with things with high armor saves for sure. Like armor save might become a really really valuable thing to have, whereas before um, if- it kind of wasn't. <laughs> Well, yeah, right. It was either like you had a really good armor save or nothing. Had yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So um yeah, if we scroll down, this one's this one's fun. Rolling the hit is hilarious. I find this <laughs> yeah. funny.
1: Go ahead. Why is it I so have funny? great because, memories of this table, to be honest.
2: Yeah. Well well, I just I find it funny because um uh well, you can you can find yourself in a place where you're 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 hitting on more than a seven, like more than a six, so you can be seven plus basically, yeah. Uh, which requires, but this is this is oh, that, this isn't talking about that yet. This is talking about the reroll. So they added an right. extra. I was hoping for them to just get rid of the concept of of uh, like uh, seven plus to hit, but instead they doubled down and they said, no. If you have <laughs> a high ballistic skill, we're going to give you a reroll with a convoluted pattern to it. I mean, it's it's. You know we could figure it out, but it's it is a little bit, it's, it's a little bit extra. I, think. What? I thought this was the way that it was an eighth, um, for BS six, BS six or higher, like the re rolls. Yeah. No, this well, is not exist- not an eighth, right? it, it maybe it existed in previous to that, but no, yeah. not in eighth. Eighth, for, sure, eighth- for sure. This is a the mechanic they've used before. <clears throat> eighth, eighth had um, eighth had the seven plus a hit, which is basically if you're seven plus a hit yeah. means you have to hit on a six and then a four up, yeah. um, and uh, like it's just. A very unlikely thing to happen it's just the sure. superfluous rule um what do you think that to wound in chart i love it's it. different oh man double
1: plus one right danny double plus one baby <laughs> yeah, sort of like okay
3: yeah yeah whatever that means dicky gave me this math before the show and he gave me this explanation it was not correct it was interesting so uh i feel like what they changed here is the value in which a, a, a an attack can no longer wound something um yeah like Eighth edition was just sixes across the board for this for the for the high uh, high or high toughness values, and which then I liked. Seventh had a different breakpoint, so yes, um, it was moved back. I think they gave it like an extra one over now, where you can't wound it. I think kind of, or where you can still wound it.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, it's so to me this matters only if they've taken they've taken notice of forty k and they have actually. Yeah put people, like, put units, distributed them more along this toughness chart, because fantasy traditionally would be toughness two to six, essentially, for, like, 99% of all things.
3: Right. Um Seven was basically war machines. And if you were flight. shooting at them, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, dragons, like, star dragons had toughness seven, but yeah, very few things.
2: Like, yeah, even a steam tank was T6. So T, like, like the vast majority of the game sort of was in a very small number of pips, so... I don't know. This gives me some hope as does the like benefit to having a high ballistic skill that like they actually use the full range. Cause like the funny thing about people saying like the D six system is too small. You got to go to a D 10 is, or like the the characteristic 10 system is too, too narrow is that they just, they never use the whole range of it anyway. So like if this leads to them actually making use of it, then you get the thing that's happening in 40 K where you have to have the right tools for the right job. And that's, that's cool. Adds, adds to the rock, paper, scissory element
3: i like the mention of some of the things that we've seen before like uh, quick shot like you know like kind of like quick to fire um, and then also uh uh the fire and flee with mm-hmm. the, uh skirmishing cavalry i'm really interested to see kind of how that looks and how that works out um like is that replacing fast cavalry will that be something totally new i don't know it's cool to speculate though
2: yeah absolutely um it's, it's a lot of fun my one of my favorite things those uh, shadow confirmation in this one of this whole thing is that we see a reference to demonology yeah and demon what that says to me is that even though we're gonna have like get you by or index style lists is that we're gonna have faction specific uh lores of magic and that matters a lot because oh, really? like you get you get a lot of the flavor for various armies from their lores of magic so, um, you know, demonology—that might just be Wars of Chaos, who are still a core faction. But this gives me hope for something like Vampire Counts, which will be a PDF faction when it when it first drops, um, mm-hmm. because you know, there's just so many factions that are like are really defined by their their magic lore. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this says to me that they're actually going to you know have some unique things, which is great. It's also yeah, a sure. really great
1: collection of short stories by Rick Moody. I just wanted to throw that in there as well. Uh, Give it up to Rick Moody. Yeah
3: yeah demonology hasn't been like a lore of magic i think since like that's a seven
2: wasn't demonology a
3: seventh edition 40k uh no yeah there was a uh it was was it i think it was sixth maybe it was seventh i remember you used to have to
1: use reserve points for it my yeah yeah, my memories of demonology are purely 40k based on was when everything could summon demons yeah, because it was prolific
3: and sanctic demonology. Yeah, it
1: was awful. That
2: might be what I was thinking of, actually. <laughs> um, but anyway, overall, um, it's going to be a very crunchy, very old-fashioned uh, Games Workshop game, which is, I think, exactly what uh, people are hoping for.
3: Also, I'd like to point out, neither of these spells seem particularly dangerous.
2: I mean, the yeah, Fireball is... is cool. is, uh, is It's good. I mean, it's what it was, um, although it doesn't have... No AP. No AP, yeah, it has no AP. That's interesting um the magical vortex like uh, i saw people being like "meh," but i mean it remains in play it's going to be annoying and i don't know this is kind of cool
3: you can use it to stop like a flank charge from like fast cavalry for no like you know or like a real light unit like skirm- like combat skirmishers like potentially i can see it being useful for that kind of thing but also
2: i'll be really curious to see like how many um, you know, how many spells does a given caster have access to? Do they get one right. for every phase? Do they, how many times can they cast? Like all those kinds of constraints will make it interesting. Like, um, you know, maybe they get, maybe they get like four four of them and they get to pick one for each phase. I don't know.
3: And this makes me too wonder, like, so one of these is labeled demonology and one of them is labeled as battle magic. So like, is battle magic going to be a combination of all the different colleges? or like in one lore or is it going to be like common spells quote unquote or is it going to be something like more extensive than that i don't know
2: so yeah like in the in in the timeline like as as i'm sure danny is well aware um the colleges of magic have not yet been established because actually established as part of the 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 crescendo of what what this timeline gets us to which is the great war against chaos so at the end of that techless comes over trains him up but uh, before that, from what I understand, battle magic is 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 something like I don't know a, a generic thing like their hedge wizards. They're like less focused and trained wizards can make use of. So maybe that's their I, generic I guess, access. I
3: guess to me, it's more of like the representation of like using one wind in particular over the other winds, like because mm. uh, that's what I, each of the different colleges is attuned to, like a particular wind of magic, right? Yeah, yeah. So like it's interesting that they might be combining those because like previously in previous editions for the last hash since i can last remember you always drew from one deck of cards for spells or you rolled on one table for the spells that you had so it might be interesting to have things be a little bit more regimented for wizards like overall
2: mm-hmm.
1: you guys expecting picking
3: spells or random It it could even be purchasing spells. I mean, these don't have point values attached to them, but I mean, I could even see that as an option too.
2: It can go a lot of ways. They they are used. I mean, another big thing is that they've obviously templates are back. Um, That'll be interesting because, you know, base sizes have increased. So if templates are back, that kind of now that actually does make the basing situation kind of more intriguing. Um, But uh, yeah, like how they actually do that because they aren't they aren't like completely ignoring like game design things that they've figured out over time. Um, so like mm-hmm. it, it is, I feel like picking would be a minimum, but who knows? Maybe it'll be random.
3: Or, you know, like heresy right now, right? Like the way that they handle the different, like, how do they do uh, it? things? They have, they have it. where you, where you pick a, a discipline and there's two powers associated with that discipline. Okay. Um, And so that's what you have access to. So it might be a situation like that for each of the lores where it's like, these are the two things that this wizard gets to do. But then you're limiting like how good is like a wizard Lord compared to a normal wizard. And Maybe I think casting you can kind of bonus yourself without yeah. some options.
2: I feel like magic is just so integral that I don't know. Yeah. You, you hope that they'll have more than that. More, more it's crunch.
3: also the part of these additions that they've had. I feel like where games workshop is either. Well, usually I would say there's been some kind of ball dropping where it doesn't matter very much or. It's way over. It's way. It can be way over tuned or way overpowered potentially. So I feel like a lot of times that's a kind of a an issue with the system. So I'm interested to see if this like implementation works a little bit better is or is more interesting or more fun.
2: My number one uh, thing that I think will be op uh, is unless they get some of the counterplay down to it. Like the the balance with infantry is right. up cavalry looks uh, in in my in my mind cavalry looks like it's going to go back to being a really really big deal
3: yeah yeah armor seems insane if ap is not associated with the strength value so you better hope that your unit has some kind of really good high ap weapon if they're supposed to be armor crackers because otherwise it doesn't seem like shooting is going to get it real well Mm -hmm. i don't know what armor bane means on the probably just armor
2: piercing. i would bet that's armor piercing mine an extra minus one probably
0: yeah another thing they call out is uh ward saves are taken in addition to armor saves so kind of back to the old
2: uh, not, style yeah as it is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do yeah, you guys think cool. uh
1: the changes to armor uh, and the the apparent strength of cavalry has anything to do with Bretonnia being one of the starting factions uh in the box?
2: Maybe bretonians traditionally actually weren't even the most heavily armored cavalry. Um they, they were rolling on a 2 up instead of a 1 up. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe Probably then, not. I think it's more it's more because of how they like how the game is shaping up as to uh, ignoring some of the things that eighth edition did, um, and going back to sort of more of the classical Warhammer Fantasy battle stuff where cavalry had just much better reach and tended to be elite sort of combat troops. Yeah, they're uh,
3: already gonna have a much higher charge range yes. than infantry. Like you can almost always charge an infantry unit before they can charge you as cavalry. Yeah.
1: Uh, Nick Dean chat uh, our Ward saves named after the illustrious Matt Ward I think he <laughs> wrote a, re- a lot of really good books for Warhammer fantasy
2: right true. I am so like there is I don't know if you guys have noticed but on YouTube there is this like big time like glut of really cool interviews with with like uh, games designers from you know sort of the golden age of games workshop 90s early 2000s guys um, really long form um, you can find a lot of them on like Jordan Sorcery but there's also they're they're popping up from from other channels too. But you have I haven't, I haven't seen one guy um, uh, from sort of the immediate aftermath of that like say like the oh six, oh seven crowd plus um, and that includes Matt Ward. I would love to see an interview with Matt Ward. Matt Ward, if you're a listener, please sit down with 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 me. I will I would love to talk to you uh, in a compassionate Dude. manner about what the hell happened. And what was going on in Games Workshop during your era? If you are one of the four <laughs> people uh, who
1: watches our show, uh, Matt Ward, <laughs> yeah, then please, please reach out and explain why. <laughs> yeah, um, and
3: like I honestly don't think he deserves kind of the opprobrium that he gets
1: no. like, from a lot of people. So, I think his his uh, bullying honestly was the reason that uh, the names were taken off of the books. Yeah, for sure.
2: So, if I if I might interject, because I've been watching all these freaking interviews. Uh, that is actually a Rick Priestley thing, uh, going back well before Matt Ward. And uh, although they did say that it was always a um, it was always a corporate culture thing to not have um, uh, uh, or to try not to have credited credited people because they didn't want uh, to have um, these these guys to sort of rise up to who became bigger than the studio, like your Andy Chambers. and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, uh Alessio Calvatore, uh Thomas Pirinan, who all like were able to, you know, turn their, you know, notoriety uh into better paying jobs. <laughs> yeah. I did um uh, so yeah. Drop I yeah. uh, dropped in chat right here, by
1: the way. My favorite link is for the Forge World Visual Studio YouTube page. Oh yeah which yes. Danny and I drank drunkenly watched one night. Uh, which is just twenty-year-old videos explaining Forge World models. Yeah, oh, so old <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, Dude, but it's a crazy good channel.
2: There's also I always forget the name of it. I think I have it in my YouTube sub somewhere. But there's an original just studio channel where, like, I think actually they they they're, they're, they're uh, on there. I think the last thing they preview is the the last Tomb Kings book. So it like yeah. stops at around 2010. So it's right yeah. when they go dark, right? Like they did, they were, <laughs> they were starting it and it's all the same people. It's really funny that way. Uh, like Robin credits is front and center on them. I remember that the Stompa reveal video was, was on there. So yeah, there's some funny stuff. And I just guess they lost the, they, like whoever, whatever intern ran it, uh, left with the password, the password and uh, they, they can't take it down, which is just great. Um, some good, 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 uh, good games workshop history. If you want to go back and look at it, some good classic stuff in there.
1: Um, But yeah, thank you for our weekly meander down the old world. Of course, if you guys want to see a full review and preview of all of the old world rules and news every week, check out Val on his preferred podcast uh, Square Based, where he gets to talk about things he wants to talk about.
2: Hey, I I like this one too. I'm still here. I think
1: it's the tagline for your show. I'm going to talk about my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's uh, jump into another semi-serious topic Let's talk State of
2: Play Ah, oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> so
0: loud
1: <laughs> Oh, welcome to State of Play The segment where we catch up with what's been uh, up <laughs> What we've been up to in Warhammer But this week, um, I want to talk about something else While okay. kind of perusing the depths uh, for around the net. Like I do, I found this uh, post here from Nick Gonzalez or Nico Gonzalez says, shout out to YouTuber battle reports. There's a market for smaller games of 500 to 1500 points. And that had me really thinking about uh, as Warhammer streaming and Warhammer battle reports as a whole. um, And how for the streaming
2: anyway, uh, it's basically just Joe now. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's true. There's definitely people still trying. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, Joe, I mean, pfft, I mean the, the guy shows up every week, you know, and he puts on a, and he, and he puts on a very competent, good show. He's developed a following. Yeah. So that's not surprising to me that he's, uh, he's gotten the spot he has. And mm-hmm. um, Val Dickey, you guys,
1: uh, ran streams for like a long time, uh, high quality, but again, weren't able to quite maybe put the, the time in, uh, necessary to drive around the country in a van, uh, doing nothing with streaming Warhammer. Uh. But something I've thought about is, and that's no knock on Joe, man. If, if I could do that, then absolutely. it just my wife and child yeah. would not be as happy as I would be. Yeah. Uh, there's not been a lot of growth in sort of the streaming market and kind of presentation. Uh, we've seen some things, and again, mostly from Joe, where we have kind of uh, PTZ, like movable cameras. We have like a little camera on a track. Um, but why do you think it is that we've kind of reached this plateau of
2: presentation? Streaming is really hard it's really really hard i i, I think if, if there's if there's one thing I, I i uh uh you know if i if i were to write a, a memoir of my my on the road streaming days it would be just how much i scoffed at the technical challenges of streaming um like like and i remember literally cursing myself by like derisively saying something like uh you know like everyone's sort of pretty pleased that they can get a top down camera and you know like a scoreboard and I was just like, pfft, whatever, like that's bullshit. Uh, no, it's not actually, um, to do, the, to, to even do that consistently, yeah. uh, you know, with the constraints of, you know, being on the road, you know, trying to get all your parts come out of a box or luggage or suitcase or whatever. Uh, it's just, it's just very, very hard. And it's incredibly high effort. Um, and, um, the, the, the returns off of it, um, and I think this is really the thing that that separates Joe from you know even guys like uh, like Robert the honest Wargamer is just the the consistency with him being out there because it is right. so disheartening. And I was lucky because I was I was broadcasting like big big events right that that had their own gravity and like pulled people to want to watch my half made streams. Um, but uh, they uh, you know like for the most part like if you're just a tournament and you're trying to like. Just do some coverage of it and have it up. You might have a few few watchers. You might you might get a few views, and you put so much effort and probably at least a few thousand dollars into getting that. It's just it's yeah. it, the 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 diminishing returns of streaming is is really harsh. Um, and so a guy like Joe, um, who's just you know shows up and is consistent and is always there, is able to build an audience, able to build a Patreon, able to make it more much more worth his while for doing it. And also just, I mean, just that commitment. He was he he went in all the way, like from from Hop. Um, so like, uh, I think that's really what separates Joe is just, um, by the end of it, I I was really obsessed with streaming those big events because I thought that that was what would get the audience. And it was. The, the, that really did help doing things like the US Open and all the frontline gaming uh, majors. Um, but ultimately, I think, you know, if streaming is going to be a thing, that, you know, the stream is the circuit is what I kind of arrived at, which is like... As long as it's show as long as it's something that people know is going to happen every weekend, mm-hmm. um, doesn't matter what the event is. It's it's about the show that you put on and mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's what Joe does.
1: Danny, you play in like a lot of events, you're at a GT most weekends. How does the presence of like a stream table uh, affect your kind of opinion of the event or kind of your view of it?
3: Like almost every event that I go to has a stream table. Like, so um Uh, people people stream stuff i I don't really mind i've been on the stream a couple of times at different events um i mean yeah would it be nice to have somebody who's like a little bit more professional maybe um yeah i think that adds uh some some allure to the event maybe like oh maybe i'll get featured maybe i'll be on there i can see that thought process going through some people's heads then i can also see a lot of people being like i never want to be on stream ever please yeah (laughs) it did happen
2: a lot yeah yeah but i mean my hope for it always was that it would become very uh you know be an expectation and you know i think amongst people out there like it 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 almost is that um you know that you can go and view these things but yeah the quality is going to vary a lot i think um i mean some kudos to, to games workshop for a while i i would i would uh I don't know, scoff that you know they hadn't really innovated or changed much since I'd left. But actually, going back and watching, uh, you know what they've been doing recently, they've definitely started to you know add uh, elements to the to the stream. Uh, they still don't have player audio, but that's that's I think more of a, a constraint imposed by uh, the powers that be there. Um, you know, like um, so it's you know they they definitely have evolved their coverage, um, although you still don't really see it promoted, which is a, a terrible shame. Like especially. Mm-hmm considering um, how much better they are getting at actually executing a stream for their events. Um, and of course, Adam Camilleri. From the terribly named MetaChasers uh, stepped up into the booth. My, my green screen tonight is in
1: actually in honor of Camillary because yeah. it's just oh, awful, yeah, like I mean, here that's... and here and everywhere. All <laughs> well, kind of afraid of at the edges. Yeah.
2: Hey, <laughs> hey, what might what might have been had had I gotten Adam Camillary on a green screen uh, from from Australia from the beginning? But uh, and that's not a slight by the way against Nick Natavati. It was just that uh, going into it, I would really planned to have remote casters and then had to deal with. <laughs> setting up an entire on on the scene studio, which was uh, uh, not something I expected.
1: Um, but um, you, anyway. something you pointed out Val, was that you kind of you did work with the Games Workshop and some of their streams, and you've kind of been impressed by the increasing quality of theirs. Mm-hmm. Should GW provide like creative support or support for people looking to stream 40k
2: as a way to kind of increase that kind of footprint? I think they barely like. It, it, to me, it really does look like a feature of the U.S. Open, and I do know, you know, personally, in in, in operate like uh, in my experience with uh, with Mike Brandt, like he, he who who happens to be the the guy who uh, is responsible for, for putting on the U.S. Open series. Oh, it was, Mike Brandt. Yes, the Mike Brandt, Michael Brandt. Um, it was it, it for him. It was it was an essential element, right? Um, less essential than say a fiberglass space marine, but nonetheless, it was, you know, something that, you know, from the beginning streaming needed to be a part of, of, of the U S open. And, uh, and so they have, I think, uh, you know, just incrementally got better. I think driven a lot by Mike, uh, by, um, Oh, Paul, I was calling him Mike Murphy, uh, Paul Murphy, um, has, as. as been really Thank uh Murphy, Paul been been a, been a life force behind that one too and the guys who came on and 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 picked up the the, the standard after after I left from the technical side of clearly um, it took them a few different you know in the in the second year they went through a couple different crews but I think uh, yep. they they sort of have a consistent group now that that is uh operating the stream and I don't know it, it's 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 good it's it it, it looks good and uh and uh, I don't know I think they're doing a great job now it's gonna sound real good too
1: Danny, uh, what do you think, so a lot of streams I watch are for games like I'm not going to play or kind of I'm just sort of interested in. What kind of barrier does the complexity of 40k play in reducing kind of the viewership of these streams? Because like I say well, there's not a lot of crossover to people just kind of browsing Twitch or YouTube. It's mainly people who know the game, know the event or going there specifically. For sure.
3: I mean, yeah, I think that makes it more difficult to have broad appeal, right? Mm-hmm. like without without with the amount of like the depth of knowledge that you need to even kind of approach the game. Yeah. I mean, I've had people tell me before that like, "Oh yeah, that game looks really cool, but like I might try reading the background one time, but I'm not I'm not going to take a deep dive. It seems like there's too much to this." So, um yeah, I can definitely see that being a barrier to entry or a barrier to viewership potentially if you're going to be streaming on like a a major general platform. But again, like you said the audience is pretty much just going to be that of people that are interested in watching this
1: oh, you, that was a great count thank you uh <laughs> 20, we're back 20. 20. flawless seamless back again uh all of us here uh, after some technical issues on the plus side, uh, we're going to skip uh, a whole bunch of stuff until next week, which is <laughs> fine. <laughs> and we're going to go straight into uh, a little favorite of ours. Uh, Dickie, if you want to hit this bumper, but not crash the stream. Um, so loud. <laughs> That's why I take God. the earpiece. Out. That is so loud. Why? why why Why? no it's not good it. it's like the number one complaint people ever have is it's too loud actually one of one of their comments from ebay uh from youtube last week that i didn't pull up was that uh they like the loud music and it's a part of the show now oh, geez. So it's just a gimmick <laughs> uh, why don't people anyway. listen because they're deaf Uh, Tonight on a special streaming edition of the eBay prices, right? Uh, We're looking for the next great Warhammer price predictor. Our contestants will bid on a series of stream-related Warhammer items recently sold on eBay. Uh, Will they guess the wet and wild final auction price and win nothing? Uh, Direct from a quick eBay search I did yesterday, our panel has to know their streaming and their Warhammer. So if you've ever wondered how much streaming models are, you're in the right place. Tonight we say... Who knows their Warhammer and who's slowly eroding into a lake? Uh, let the bidding begin in this special <laughs> wet eBay price is right. First contestant hailing from Moscow, Idaho. Uh, he is a law student go. in his final year. He might be able to pass the bar, but can he pass this quiz? It's perennial favorite, Danny McDevitt. Hi, John. Hi, Danny. And his opponent, from the frozen, forgotten, toxic wasteland of Toronto, Canada. Our pantomime villain. He can secure your future for a fee, but can he guess how much you spent on eBay? It's foul half Hey. Wow.
2: The bills are terrible.
1: Did you come <laughs> up with a hand dance for this, like, game show? Well, I think it's because of the next like uh, Was that next in the show notes? Here.
2: <laughs> Is the- I did review them 30 seconds before the show started. Mm-hmm. Ah.
1: That's the, uh, the old Val Haffelfinger amendment. Uh, but apparently that only counts for games uh, that he doesn't enjoy or thinks are entertaining. Uh, does he cheap and tries to make them entertaining. So we don't have to do that next slide. Anymore Mission today.
2: accomplished.
1: Mission accomplished. I would rather just crash the entire stream. Uh, and then we're going to call it good. So, uh, are you guys ready? What kind of items, by the way, do you think you're going to see in a streaming, uh, eBay? Or we can just show you whatever works.
2: Hey. Well, you hint you did hint at uh, it would it would it would be rather than stream equipment, uh, uh, maybe river related um, uh, miniatures uh, yeah. or 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 fair,
1: miniatures. I thought you might have a leg up uh, on
2: the cost of streaming equipment. <laughs> Makes mostly. I don't know what the, I have not. I've bitterly hung on to all my gear, so I don't know what the resale value of my streaming equipment is. That's not true. I have a very nice Telecaster downstairs. I use for math notes. Uh, and I still have the pen for it.
1: <laughs> no, I, I bought. I went out and bought a pen. Damn it! <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a lot of uh, river streaming related stuff. First off, we have Bombers over the Sulphur River, uh, old GW game, board game created by Andy Chambers before it became the GW Design Studio. Uh, mm-hmm. This game here. Ooh, in shrink, yeah, new in shrink uh, was about orc planes uh, over a river,
2: and I'm sure other stuff too. I don't know if it had miniatures. Did This one, I don't think this one had miniatures. I think, this was right. a, I think card. it was all card, cardboard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's all card. Okay, I don't
3: think I've ever played it, but I've definitely seen it before.
1: But, yeah, uh, Danny, then, the question is, how much would you pay uh, to bombers over the Sulphur River? I'm sorry.
3: That's not the question. The question is how much some Rube paid for bombers
2: over the Sulphur River. On September 14th. This is a hot hot new price. Um, This is an Andy Chambers Games Workshop original. Box looks a little beat up in the corners, though. It's not like it's Starship Troopers and his
1: Fall from Grace. This is GW Andy Chambers. I'm probably I don't
3: know maybe I have no idea, John. I'm gonna guess $125.
1: Shit. $125.
2: He values Shit. the orc. Was Community.
3: that was that was that close, Val?
2: <sighs> I was like, if do I say 100 bucks here? Maybe because I thought you would go super low. Now I got a oh, are you too high? 126. Oh,
1: let's see if the
2: oh. beautiful $90. Oh. Danny oh no we both Missed it right oh yeah we missed that one okay both. Okay cool well we're we at...
1: Overvalue uh orc uh, Orc things and that's okay Um uh, next Up we have the Warhammer fantasy battle Role Roleplay Berg sold down the river hogshead From 1999 uh-huh this Is a classic Classic Danny picked because we Do have a friend called hogshead uh And i giggled when i saw that there like true surname is hogshead um, his surname is hogshead he's actually uh was it cousins or something yeah quentin uh, um is from art of war is also hogshead yeah, ah. yeah. <laughs> but he's not a fantasy battle role play book
2: all right so i guess this is on me this looks like a used copy i'm gonna go forty
1: dollars forty dollars danny how much did someone pay on september 9th uh for this marienberg module
3: I'm gonna go dollar, John. I, I have to do it. I feel like it's less than that because this this is a reprint. So,
2: oh yeah! Wow,
1: <laughs> wow, nice seventy five dollars and sixty two cents. Why? Classic. That doesn't. Because Marienburg is
2: badass, man. Marienburg is one of the coolest places in the old world. No, it
3: is. I, I was working on the Marienburg <laughs> army right at the end of right at the end, end times. There, I had so many Man Ends blades, dude. Those things are so worth so much
2: money. I have got. 40 of them for sale right now on ebay not moving not really? moving not as hot as you'd think i thought i was gonna wow. make bank on them <laughs> um, and maybe i'll hold surprised? on to them because because uh one of the three emperors uh in the old world uh because it is the the era of the three emperors really
3: get behind that army, yeah. is
2: from marienburg so lord no maybe maybe old danny and i will both be rocking marienburg armies in old world Sick. Are you more surprised by the $76 someone
1: paid for this or the $43 they paid in shipping wow, for this? That's Yikes. A lot of shipping. Yikes. Whoa.
2: That's that's well, the, yeah.
3: So that's that okay, so that's what they paid in shipping. You're sure of that? Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah, a, so $117 for a pamphlet about Marienberg. I don't know if it's a pamphlet. But the joke works better if it is. Otherwise, it's like, <laughs>
2: I Hey man, this is probably like the missing piece that they had. Uh this is this Warhammer fantasy roleplay is actually underrated as like a like a very like integral part of Warhammer Fantasy. It's yeah. actually where a lot of the lore was developed. It's like where a lot of the 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 like unlike 40k, which I think is developed like as a narrative through Black Library in a lot of depth. A lot of that depth for fantasy did come from books from Black Library, but a lot of it comes from from the role play books. So if you want to know about Marienburg, you want a map, I need this book.
0: <laughs> have you guys ever played the Warhammer Fantasy ever?
2: Role, play? role
3: play, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I own I mean, it. I game have game never game. played a role playing game full stop period, and it's yeah. a big gap in my nerd, my nerd cred.
3: Yeah, I'm playing okay. with a couple of guys. Um, like we're on a hiatus right now, but we j- we've we only stopped for about a month, but
1: we've been playing. It's been pretty
2: fun. Warhammer Fantasy role play, yeah, that's oh, super cool, man.
1: Cool. Yeah, nice. Well, let's get back to the 41st millennium with our next item here. It is a Warhammer 40,000 Planetary Mighty Empires Ruins yeah. Rivers Mar- Mars Ravine hex tile. Oh, this is a tough one. Okay. How much did someone pay for a single tile of Planetary Empires with a river on it? They um
2: uh so I I who's who's going first here? Uh, uh, you won, the you last won so right. you go first. Alright, so these as a set go for a staggering amount usually. Um, a, a single tile? Five US dollars. Five US dollars. Danny?
1: Fifteen dollars. <laughs> Fifteen. Wow.
0: That's a lot.
1: Man likes his planetary empires. Can't blame him. However, nope. it was only 4 dollars no. oh
0: Dang.
1: <laughs> I think this is the most, uh, both wrongs we've had ever. We're on two now.
2: Oh, I went over. Damn it. My yeah, dude. You're, you're 18 out. cents. <laughs> it's still, no. It's still zero. Yeah, no. That's so, two more. Oh, left. man. I fist pumped a loss there. Damn it. There's <laughs> still time to go. Uh, the
1: next one up here, uh, I think rocks. Uh, it's great <laughs> river stone oh, rock. I'll be basic material. Uh, uh it's no. literally just river rocks um how much is someone paying for river rocks um
3: uh, yeah i mean know. i'm gonna I, like if i guess a dollar that was just gonna say two so yeah i'm gonna guess a dollar two dollars
1: <laughs> <laughs> a giant pile of rocks
2: Uh, are we both over $15 (laughs) and 87 cents
1: and somebody paid $20 20? to ship it from Australia. Let's get into the rock business. (laughs) You can't, you can't put a value, uh, on Australian rocks. They are just better overall for basic. I mean, they do have like
2: the rock of all rocks. They got Irish rock down there.
1: I guess. Is that what they actually have? Is that how many of
3: them come in the, like what, how big are those? Could that be 10 pounds of rocks? a 22 dollar ship and it better not be you
0: could get that amount of rock for literally nothing they would let you walk away with that in your pocket you Uh, just have to
3: find where they have like a slate deposit yeah like and bring a hammer
1: could you say that your uh space marine captain is standing on genuine australian river rock no Uh, this is the new phase of hobby elitism (laughs) that we're facing is Are your basing materials ethically sourced? Do they come from a far off land? Are they blood slate, John? Is (laughs) that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) This is my basic material. It's carbon neutral. It's fine. It's yeah, impossible, Rock. That we're forced to mine it. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible, Rock. It looks like rock, but it's really just oil. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the last one. Val, you are unassailable at this point so far. Uh, but Danny, you can pull back a little bit of pride. Ooh. And this one here is a law. So ignore the picture. It's a uh, six stone trolls, three oh. river trolls, uh, metal, oop, warhammer fantasy battles. For a total of nine trolls. Six. Wow, that's a lot of trolls. Is this me? The gaggle. Yeah, of- yeah you won. One hundred. Thirty- One hundred. Thirty-four
2: Thirty- four Thirty- four four dollars.
1: Thirty-four dollars. Mm. Large, Danny.
3: Patent to John, I gotta go with sixty-nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why? When? When you can meme as those rocks were actually two hundred oh, and forty-three nice. dollars ninety-three
3: cents. Get set. out of here! This is unbelievable. Why? Wow, that's those are of,
2: so because they are coveted and they're hard yeah. to come by. I, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and it's there's a lot a of a classic nine model. Of them. Like they're nine, I remember they're, those when I
3: first started fantasy; those were the models, and they were the models pretty much until. Well, and, until the f- day fantasy died, because the mm-hmm. new the other trolls didn't get released until AOS.
2: And if you pay close attention to the Orc and Goblin Studio Army that was uh, revealed in one of the Old World pictures, uh, these are the Stone Trolls that will be officially used for <laughs> for the Old World. So whoever paid two hundred forty three ninety three for nine of them, hopefully, And uh, 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 you know well true story. I mean.
1: That yeah. was uh, that model uh, was my troll uh, for my blood bowl team when I was a teenager. There it is. Aww, you just nice. cut off you cut off the stick like the the arm that's up top there. And then I painted the rock to look like a football because he was too stupid to pick up anything else in game and in lore because he was terrible. <laughs>
2: <sighs> the, the 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 official blood bowl troll now, I don't know if you've ever seen that model. he's so good. Yeah. Came in the starter set. Like the last Blood Bowl starter set was fire. Like it is like the model. Like I don't All usually gush about. Great. I don't usually gush about like like GW mixed degree models, but like the last Blood Bowl box set is just loaded with so many cool minis, and uh yeah, love mm-hmm. that. Love that, and it's also a great game. It seems to be uh this is in the site here, but Blood Bowl Necromunda
1: <laughs> games like that are just where they tell the miniature designers, like, uh yeah, do whatever. Just make it cool. I don't care. Well, and they just make the coolest models.
2: Like Blood Bowl 2016 was pretty reserved. Like, the Rickland Reavers are, like, kind of boring and, like, the the, the halfling uh, chefs that came out, the halfling referees that came out oh, from so Forge good. World were a La- Later on, yes, but I'm saying, like, the, as far as, like, the box set and, like, mm-hmm. the teams, like, they got, like, the, the first two teams that they released in that 2016 box set were, like, the worst teams they, they made in the whole right. run. Like, all of them since have just been so good. And the box. Yep. if you go out and buy that, that box set. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good.
1: So I got. Cremona just makes me want to go watch Fury Road again now. Uh, Cause it's just cool. Weird vehicles. Mm-hmm. But Gorkamorka will never come back if we don't support them. So go buy a Rich Holler. They look cool.
2: Man, referencing all those, uh, those, those designer interviews, like Gorkamorka was just such a like internal travesty that uh, <laughs> I don't think they'll ever do to Gorka Marka again. It is probably it's it's like literally a, the reason why they don't carry enough stock is because of a like generational trauma of overstocking Gorkamorka. <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately, they they just had so much of it, and uh, and it all Gorkamorka was the end of of specialist games as well. It's the reason why they they started. Like there were other ones that were released subsequent to Gorkamorka, but it was the beginning of the end, just because yeah. of how things went with it. Is my uh, favorite game they've ever done by far because yeah. of how ridiculous it was. It was a lot of fun. I put it was actually, yeah, it was that. That was the game that was my sort of like bridge from fantasy into 40k because I, I used a lot of the when Gorkamorka was like discontinued. I went and bought all the models at a discount. That's some that was my first orc army.
1: Sounds like there was a lot of them, it was indeed. <laughs> Oh, well, that was a, a fun two-part uh,
2: episode of Grim <laughs> After Dark. This yeah, week. Gonna to yeah. we're gonna have to bring those. Uh, we're gonna have to bring those down and and splice them back together. Yeah, get in post.
0: I'll work tonight and do that. Yeah, yeah oh,
2: so we're gonna Dick keep Dicky Dicky up, burning the midnight Butterfly. oil, uh, to to
1: fix that. Uh, sorry, teams. I didn't share any memes. They weren't very good this weekend, anyway. But next week huh. we'll look at them. It'll be fine. Uh, Dicky, go
0: to. We, we got world champs, bro. This weekend.
1: This, go, this, to, this go to go to slide seventeen real quick.
0: Oh gosh, I don't know what slide seventeen is.
1: It's the number one and then seven, but combined together. You son of a gun! It's right after sixteen, but before eighteen. Yeah, for sure. So I want to throw this one up there for you guys real quick, um, because people love red outlined pictures of space marines and armor. Uh, and I really want to get your opinion on this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I like that. Yeah, I, I like it. The, the steering wheel is fantastic. <laughs> this like is that. canon to me now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it actually makes surprising. a lot of sense, really.
1: Yeah. The, the, this is this how space marines are, just are now? It's just they, they sit. No. Just Abaddon. Just yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just Abaddon. <laughs>
1: It's really like a Lord Farquaad style moment where he steps out of his armor and he's actually only three feet tall. Yeah, uh, terrible. Beautiful. The
0: brain guy times. from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
2: Uh, you mean yeah, Krang? Oh, yeah, that I'm, the I'm, guy. Just, the brain guy. Respect
0: on that name. <laughs> Whoa, the brain guy. Geez, I didn't know. Brain guy. I didn't know there mm. was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Podcast. He told the to
2: shredder what to do. Okay, you pay him. some respect. Yeah, he was yeah. the boss. Yeah, he was the brain of the operation. He was the
3: head of the operation. Yeah. He was some
1: brawn too. He was a real. He had a real master
3: blaster vibe going. <laughs> and
1: guys, if you still suck around for this part, if you want to Photoshop Val as crying into Dickie's belly, please don't. Uh, as the thing, then that please would be no just one do fantastic. that. Please, fantastic. Uh, Appreciate it. But thank you everyone for joining us here on Grim After Dark. You can find all of our socials and ways to support us at GrimAfterDark.com as well as the spliced together version of this week's episode. Uh, We'll be back next Monday live at 10 p.m. Eastern-ish. We'll purge all of the nerglings out of the the network. Is that what GW says when their website doesn't work because they didn't put enough money in it?
2: (laughs) Potentially. Potentially.
1: Um, (laughs) And if you enjoyed yourself, check out our back catalog on YouTube. But please... Please continue commenting on the Terminator short uh, as as my subtle way to increase. uh, It's my subtle way to increase uh, interactions. Uh, Oh yeah, oh yeah, don't Uh, you're not supposed to say that part. Uh, part out loud. Uh, But remember, when your life feels like a never ending siege and things can't get any worse, join us here and remember that there's always grim after dark.
3: It's time to step into the grim darkness, with nerds gather talking Warhammer madness. Grim after dark, the podcast with the host, John, Daddy and Val, but they're not the most. Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade. Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd. Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk, but I'm here to expose, it's all just squawk. Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see, talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree. But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game in the real world, homie, we we are not the same, so put down the dice, step out of the dog, it's time to live life, nerd, make your own mark, grim as the dog, the nerd's playground, talking war, Hammer this, acting all profound, but when I listen, it's all just a bunch of noise, I love roasting nerds and their stupid ass toys, oh, stupid ass toys, I wanna grab them, put my hands around the neck, squeeze, squeeze. Squeeze,
0: am and squeeze until they can't breathe, and breathe again. <laughs> tell a friend, I tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerves again. <laughs>